0: Hello and welcome to Cosmos Science Daily, where journalists at the Cosmos Newsroom report on the latest research and discoveries and explain the science behind the headline news. Today's newsroom journalist and chemistry whiz Ellen Fidian is talking about food miles with yours truly, Dr. Sophie Calabretto, applied mathematician and fluid mechanist who really loves British crisps but is now worried that maybe she shouldn't buy them anymore. So you can reduce your carbon footprint by not only paying attention to what you eat, but where it comes from as well. A new study finds that 6% of global greenhouse gas emissions are related to food transport, moving the food between countries. This number is an order of magnitude higher than previous estimates. So Ellen, I'm slightly confused. I don't think I know the definition. To start off with, what
1: is a food mile exactly? I think it's a good question because there's not a super clear definition. I mean, so a food mile, it's a concept developed in the UK in the 1990s, mm-hmm. and it's the distance that food is transported from its source to the person who eventually eats it. Yeah. So you can think of that, you know, it's something very simple, like an orange that's picked in the Riverlands and then trucked to Adelaide and bought in a supermarket there. That would yeah. be sort of however many hundred food miles. You can also consider more complex systems. So, for instance, the transport that you the, – the amount of transport involved in taking equipment to that place in the Riverland to then pick those oranges. Um, or if you're talking about livestock, say soybeans that feed cattle, where those soybeans have come from, that can fold into the food mile analysis as well. All of these have been on the increase ever since the concept was developed, thanks to globalisation. We're in this weird economic situation where it's sometimes cheaper to grow something in one place and then ship it to another country and then ship it to another country and then ship it back to its source to process it, all of those sorts of things. And it's also why in Australia we can have year-round summer fruits and winter fruits and all of those sorts of things. Right. They've been shipped in from elsewhere. So it's not the only measure of the environmental impact of food, but it is a pretty good one.
0: Okay. And so apart from the obvious, why do we want to decrease food miles?
1: Well, the the answer is pretty straightforward. It's because transporting food takes energy and therefore it creates emissions associated with that. So driving stuff, flying it, shipping it around the ocean, all of those things contribute um and in fact a new paper in nature food research has just found that 19% of emissions from food come from transport wow so that's about 3 billion tons of co2 annually uh, for context, Australia, like the whole country of Australia, produces about 500 million tonnes of CO2 annually. So <laughs> this is a really, really huge number. Um, in, in fact, in total, the authors say it's 6% of global carbon emissions. So that's I mean, just moving food around from place to place.
0: That is massive. It's and huge. I now see why we should be very concerned about this. How exactly
1: do they figure this out? So a lot of it, they looked at sort of the economics of food production pathways, and they went right to the source. So talking about, you know, growing the soybeans to feed the cattle, all of those sorts of things. Sure. So they looked at food production journeys from 74 different countries, 37 different sectors. So that includes stuff like fruit and veg, coal, livestock, manufacturing, lots and lots of stuff went into that. Um, And then four different transport methods as well. They combined all of this and then fed it into a model that allowed them to analyze transport emissions both by importer and exporter. So you can count the emissions of a country based on the food that it imports and also the emissions based on the food that it exports. Interesting. So I'm just curious. I know that Australia likes to
0: punch above its weight sometimes in bad (laughs) ways. Which countries contribute more?
1: So, obviously, population size plays a role. So, China, Russia, India, all kind of ranked at the top when you looked at just flat emissions. Per capita, rich countries are much more responsible for food transport emissions than poorer countries, though. So, the researchers found that 46% of the emissions created in total were made by countries that represented 12.5 percent of the global population yeah so it's it's a very very top heavy thing on imports australia is kind of so-so but because we are a net producer of food and we send a lot of it overseas we are the second highest exporter of transport emissions so we're sending a lot of our food a long way across across the globe and that's quite emissions intensive stuff Uh, Obviously, the type of food makes a big difference here as well. So we talk a lot about plant-based diets, and obviously they are better for the environment. But if your fruit and veg is coming from the other side of the world, it has to be refrigerated and it has to be transported much more carefully than lots of other types of food. So fruit and veg are actually very emissions heavy if they've come from a long way away. Yeah, of course. And, in fact, what you've
0: said doesn't really surprise me maybe because I used to live in Switzerland and I remember Mm. in Switzerland the only lamb you could get came from Australia and New Zealand. And even at the time, I mean, at least in Zurich maybe. But, yeah, (laughs) at the time it seemed absurd and now it's sort of, it doesn't make me super surprised that we are the second highest exporter of transport emissions. Mm. So I guess we like to solve problems here on Cosmos Science Daily though. (laughs) What can we do about it, Ellen?
1: So the researchers had, they sort of, it's almost a thought experiment because this is a, this is kind of very hypothetical but they calculated that if every single food supplier in the world was localized emissions would go down to 380 million tons of CO2 annually so that's okay. a little bit over a tenth of the 3 billion we were talking earlier mm-hmm. So that's really good. Uh, they acknowledge that this is—it's basically impossible to get there because some countries have to import stuff yep. because they can't nutritionally sustain themselves, and they have to import stuff from a long way away as well. It's not just growing enough food for your population; it's also growing a big enough variation of nutrients for your population. Sure. Um, so that's important. Still, they think the burden is absolutely on richer places to eat locally because it's so clear that it's richer countries that are driving this and, you know, places that want to have more variety in the food available to them than they can get locally. So, So... Buy and eat local food is the conclusion there and stuff that's that's genuinely local as well. Obviously, Australia is a very big country. If, if you're in Perth, eating stuff from Queensland is not as good as eating stuff from Perth, that sort of thing as well. A hundred percent.
0: So essentially what I've learned today is maybe I should lay off the crisps um, if they've come from the
1: UK. <laughs> and, um... Well, particularly the fresh fruit, I would say. there's There's no reason you can't buy Australian fresh fruit any time of the year. So, yeah.
0: No, that's very, very true, Ellen. I agree completely. So, everyone, good message to take away. Buy and eat local food as much as possible, especially those fresh fruit and veggies. So, thank you, Ellen, and thank you to everyone for listening. Be sure to keep an ear out for our next instalment of Cosmos Science Daily. This podcast was brought to you by Cosmos, a publication of the Royal Institution of Australia. wondered how old the earth is and how we know or exactly how popping candy works from listener and cosmos magazine comes huh science explained a weekly podcast where we answer all of life's questions big and small no lab coats required and we'll do it in 10 minutes or less search huh science explained download the listener app now and listen for free listener